Hello teachers, I am life coach Amberlynn. Welcome to my podcast, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want inside and outside of the classroom. Thank you for listening. Hello teachers. So today I'm going to be doing a story time edition. I promise there will be nuggets to relate to and show you how thought work has helped me manage my thoughts and feelings inside the classroom. As a special education teacher, there's a lot we don't talk about. One, because of course student confidentiality, and two, we applied for this job, we want this job, we have a special place in our heart for this job, and we knew the challenges that come with it, so we don't want to look like we, quote, are complaining, or we can't handle it, or we appear that um, it's too hard for us. But on today's episode, I'm going to get very vulnerable, and I'm going to be talking about some of those things we aren't, quote, supposed to talk about. Because I know we as teachers need to know that other people see us and that we've been there, and I want to create that safe place for teachers. And I want to change it. I think it's important to talk about what we go through and how to get through these hard things that happen inside of the classroom. So let's get started. This year was my ninth year in special education. In my career, I've worked with a range of students. I've had a variety of labels from RSP to SDC to um, mainstream to education specialist. Uh, I've had all the names, all the labels. To put it simply, I've worked with kids and students receiving IEP services who receive special education services on a variety of learning disabilities. And the last five years, I've worked mostly with students who have behavior challenges that impede their learning. So it was my responsibility to help them develop self-regulation skills and behavioral strategies to decrease their time and length of what we call a dysregulation when a student becomes escalated and they have escalation outbursts, which sometimes become aggressive and result in aggressive behavior towards the teacher. And in this instance, it's towards myself. I had several students who had aggressive behaviors and I found myself having a really hard time resetting what I normally would find easy to do and something that I did automatically because I've always had the mantra like it's happening outside of you, it's not happening to you because as a special education teacher, you can't take students' behaviors personally. They are a form of communication. Like this was my hard wiring. But for some reason, I was having a really hard time resetting this time, this year, this situation with these students. I was having a hard time disassociating the students' behavior from my own experience of being part of their dysregulation, a part of their aggressive behaviors. Then I started really beating myself up internally, like inside my brain. You know, being that harsh person to myself, telling myself things like, you used to be able to handle this. What's wrong with you? Why is it affecting you so much? You used to be able to reset so quickly. You used to be able to go through these experiences and handle them. You used to, you used to, you used to. And the list goes on and on. 
basically I was telling myself this story about how I wasn't good enough. I wasn't doing a good job. And how the situation wasn't really that bad, right? Because of course it's never about the student, you know? It's about how I handle it. I was telling myself that there was something wrong with me and that I had, quote, changed. Yet I knew that if I kept feeling this way, I was not showing up for my students or myself in the way that I deserved and in the way that they deserved. And this is what really kept getting to me and made me dive deeper into myself and my thought work. Because, see, as a life coach and as a person who's been doing this work for three years, I see and I know my thoughts cause my feelings. I really understand that my feelings drive my actions. So I knew this constant story that I was telling myself was something that I had to work on. I wanted to be a student-driven teacher. I wanted to show up as a teacher my students deserved, which is great, but what I wasn't leaving space for was allowing myself to be human and really feeling my feelings, which led to me resisting reality. By resisting reality, I mean resisting that I was having these hard negative feelings, resisting that I was feeling overwhelmed, resisting that I was truly feeling anxious. And when you resist and try to avoid your feelings, they just get bigger and heavier. And I knew this. I know how the brain works. I know how psychology works, and it didn't matter my brain still got stuck. So I started asking myself the hard questions, like what if it wasn't a problem that this time, this year, this season, it does feel hard and overwhelming? See, because it felt hard to me and I was making it mean that I wasn't good at my job anymore. I was making it mean that me feeling overwhelmed meant that I couldn't handle these situations. Even though the truth of the matter was and the proof that my brain was ignoring was that I was handling this, these situations. I was showing up for my students. So I started rewriting my narrative. What if, being what if it feeling and being hard to myself and my brain and it feeling overwhelming didn't have to mean that I was inadequate or I wasn't able to handle it? What if it was stressful, overwhelming, and I was still adequate? What if I could feel like it was hard and overwhelming and know I'm still doing a great job and I'm still showing up for my students? I think what was one of the major things that was really getting to me was that I was so frustrated with myself because right before the dysregulation of one of my students, because as a special education teacher, you look for cues, you look for signs, and you try to stop the dysregulation before it happens. But I could see it building in my student and what I was doing wasn't necessarily working. And so then I became anxious because I knew what was going to come but I became so frustrated with myself for feeling anxious. I felt my body get tight and tense and I started like, my heart started increasing, I started getting warm and I started feeling anxious. Of course, no one outside of me ever knew, 
what I was feeling, but I could feel it and I hated it. I didn't want to feel anxious. I wanted to feel like I got this. I wanted to feel like I'm okay. But I made it mean I was no longer a fit for this job. But what if it was okay that I was feeling anxious right before a dysregulation? What if I just allowed myself to be human and have human reactions to aggressive behaviors? You see, my brain knows what is going to happen during this dysregulation. So my brain is ready for it. It knows what I'm going to have to endure. So what if it was normal for it to spin and send protective nervous responses throughout my body? <coughs> Instead of making it mean that I wasn't meant for this job anymore or that this situation was different, I had to learn to talk back to my brain and say, no, this is a normal human response. Any human brain who knew what was going to come could feel anxious. I learned to allow my anxiety instead of fighting it. I allowed my body to feel the anxious sensations. My body would tighten, my heart rate would increase. I would talk to myself. You are allowed to feel anxious. Instead of resisting it and pushing it and fighting it and creating another level of frustration, which doesn't serve me or my student. So I had to go back and really practice in that moment, saying, it's okay that you feel anxious right now. You're allowed to feel anxious right now. This is a part of the human brain response. It doesn't mean anything about you or your ability to be the teacher this student needs. Learning to not be mad at myself or frustrated with myself for feeling anxiety was my mountain last year. It allowed me to learn how to build a stronger relationship with myself. I learned that I was making my human reactions mean things about me that just were not true. I was making it mean that I wasn't being the teacher my students, quote, deserved. You could ask everyone I work with, and they would completely disagree. I even told one of my colleagues what I was going through, and she reminded me, your brain is telling you a story, and you, and that's what you would tell me. And then you would ask me to ask myself, is it even true? And then she reminded me the gentle reminder. She's like, you are allowed to be human. Let me tell you, I love teacher friends. Always there, ready to ground you from the high expectations that cause so much unnecessary overwhelm and frustration. So I continued to do the work on myself. I started to look at why I was being so hard on myself for feeling anxious and overwhelmed and why I was making it mean something that this time it took me longer to reset my nervous system. Instead of taking my feelings to just be sensations in my body and my brain's response to what was happening, I was making it mean things with my thoughts. I was making it to mean I was doing something wrong, I was making wrong decisions, and all of these things, I was making my feelings tell me that something was wrong because I was making my feelings be the one in control. Instead of realizing that my thoughts about the situation, my thoughts about me, my thoughts about me having anxiety were what was creating my anxiety. And then I made anxiety mean that I wasn't safe. I wasn't able to 
calm down or feel safe. And that just wasn't true. They were literally just sensations in my body. And I was okay. And having this feeling of anxiety was okay. So this is when I realized again that the, narrati- the narrative our brain provides uh, us really needs to be checked. I learned that this year I was expecting more, I was experiencing more anxiety and expecting myself not to have anxiety, which I wanted to resist the anxiety, which created more overwhelm. Do you see the pattern here? Do you see the cycle? I had to learn to sit with and feel the anxiety without resisting it. Literally feeling the sensations of anxiety in my body. I remember a day so vividly last year. It was probably one of the hardest days I had had. I felt so overwhelmed that I was to the point of tears at my desk once all the students left, of course. And I had a coaching call. So I got on with my coach, but I just couldn't keep it together. I was bawling my eyes out. He was like, what if being anxious isn't a problem? I was like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like, I know that. I've been telling myself this, but look, it's still so overwhelming. And he really took me and heard me. He's like, I have family members who are teachers, and trust me, I get it. But what if you just needed to learn how to feel anxious? What if feeling anxious was part of being a teacher and that it's okay? I'm like, wait, what? Say that again? He said, what if being anxious was part of being a teacher and especially a special education teacher, and it's okay. That kind of broke my brain for a little bit. (laughs) Then he did a visualization with me. He walked me through feeling each part of the sensations in my body that anxiety created, and then he had me put the anxiety into a ball, and then he had me put it over. Like It was amazing visualization. I'm not going to try to go into details on here because I won't do it justice, but if you have a hard time feeling anxiety or overwhelm you have to go check out coach cam c-a-m on instagram he has this whole free visualization guide for filling your feelings on his email list which really gives you time to process your anxiety and i want to tell you it made all the difference learning how to sit with one of the hardest emotions for me being anxiety and learning to sit with it, feel it, take control of it, move it outside of me. It just changed the rest of the year. I learned that this wasn't about my students. It wasn't about how good or adequate of a teacher I am. It was about me learning to feel anxiety and then learning how I was going to show up for myself in those moments of anxiousness. Instead of being that harsh critic to that voice, instead of telling myself I should be able to handle this without feeling the way that I was feeling, I had to learn that this is how I feel and it's okay. And now that I know that this is how I'm going to feel when this happens, how am I going to show up for myself with love and compassion each and every time it happens? Every time I felt anxious, I was not going to let that harsh voice keep going. I was going to stop it and show myself compassion and grace. I was not going to let these feelings take away all of my hard work that I did every day for my students. And I was not going to let it get to my value or my self-worth any longer. 
I learned I can be a good teacher and feel anxiety. It took months for me to really quiet that voice inside of my head telling me I wasn't good at my job anymore just because I had anxiety and anxiousness during escalations or just before. But I was consistent in reminding myself that this is just the narrative my brain was telling me. I didn't have to listen to it anymore. When the thought entered my head, I knew I had to show myself more compassion that day. I spent more time recovering because I was so mad at myself for not being able to reset. I learned to give myself grace and compassion and give myself more time on those days when I had to feel those high, high anxieties. So I spent more time recovering emotionally, allowing space for it, and I stopped making it a problem. If it was a hard day for my body, if I had to really feel my anxiety, which to me felt hard, I would provide myself the time after work with a walk to go for a park, to go for a walk at the park, to go for a hike, or to draw. I would do something to soothe my anxiety and my primitive brain and get myself back down to baseline. I even would take long hot baths, listening to music that was calming and soothing. I made doing something calming after work a priority instead of being mad that I had to do it. And instead of making it mean that I wasn't showing up for my children when I got home. I started taking care of my emotional state and caring for my body's need to reset, my nervous response system's need to reset, and I told myself that it's okay, I allowed it instead of constantly trying to resist reality. So if you feel anxious or have anxiety because you have thoughts about a student's behavior or reactions, know that it's okay. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're not a good teacher. It means that you are having a normal human experience and you are not a superhuman. And that is perfectly okay. This is just when you have to learn to feel your anxiety so that your brain knows that you have your own back. So I want to leave you with that today. If you have anxiety or overwhelm, I know how it feels. I've been there. If you want to learn more strategies on how to feel your emotions and how to work through thought beliefs, then you've got to get on my email list. Head on over to Instagram at I am the teacher's brain coach and DM me your email address or go to the link in my bio, sign up to get on my email list and better yet, sign up for a consultation so that we can design a six week program just for you. I can't wait to work with you guys. And if you're not ready to work with me yet, but you want to learn more and you want to be a part of my webinars and my lives, then head on over to Facebook and look for the group, The Teacher's Mindset Revolution, and join my free Facebook group. I would love to meet you there. Have a great day, everyone. And don't forget, <coughs> feelings are just sensations in your body. They don't mean anything has gone wrong. They don't mean that you are doing something wrong. 
They are literally sensations in your body that are demanding to be felt. So go and feel your feelings. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. If you are a teacher like me looking for a community to learn more about neuroscience and self-coaching strategies, then you have got to check out The Lounge. The Lounge is my membership community filled with teachers just like you, learning neuroscience and learning self-coaching strategies to empower themselves inside and outside of the classroom. If you would like more information, go to www.iamtheteachersbraincoach.com. I look forward to seeing you. The Lounge is the place for you.